Hey there, friend. This is Cynthia Lee, your confidence coach at capriciously.com, and I am the host of this awesome podcast, Unleashing Your Natural Confident Mindset. So what if I told you there was nothing wrong with you and that you don't need fixing at all? Do you know that you already have everything that you need to be confident and to live the exact life that you want? You only need to unlearn all of the bad programming and incorrect thinking you've been given to unleash the incredible power within you. In these podcast series, I'm going to share with you proven steps to help you to create that indestructible, natural confidence that only the 1% of society have in order for you to achieve your goals and to create that success on demand mindset and to live life on your terms. So if you haven't had the opportunity, do make sure that you check out www.capriciously.com. That's C-A-P-R-I-C-I-O-U-S-L-E-E.com to get more valuable information to help you to become the authentic and confident person that you were born to be. Hey, this is Cynthia Lee, and I wanted to talk about the art of persuasion, the science of influencing people. Have you ever wondered why some people are so persuasive? Why can some people massively move people to make certain choices while others never seem to get anyone to agree with them? Why is it that some people have the ability to command a room while others struggle to get their point across? And why are some people able to move, make things happen while others struggle to get people moving on anything? Is it a charisma thing, an intelligence thing, or some people just born with a knack for winning people on their side? Well, no, no, and no. So what is it? It is all about the art of persuasion. Yes, persuasion is an art. And the good news is, is that you could learn it. And if you know the art of persuasion, you can use it to accomplish many good things. You can use persuasion to sell more, get paid what you're worth, get a new job, receive a well-deserved vacation days, strengthen your relationship, and so much more. Additionally, being a master of persuasion gives you a distinct competitive edge. If all things were equal, being a clear, masterful, persuasive communicator allows you to stand out from the crowd. It allows your message to be heard above all other messages, and it enables you to cut through the noise. On the other side, if you don't understand how to, to persuade people, you will often find your request being turned down. You find yourself frustrated and unable to understand why you can't get anyone to do what you ask. Now, to be clear, we're talking about persuasion, and we're not talking about manipulation. Manipulation is using words and actions to achieve the things that are usually wrong. Persuasion is about using words and actions to persuade people to do the things that are good for both you and them. Persuasion is about getting people what you want them to do and helping them to get what they want as well. Persuasion is all about the win-win. So with that being said, I wanna give you 16 ways that you can be more persuasive. And the first one is to focus on them, not you. Ultimately, persuasion is about them, not you. In other words, in order to be persuasive, you absolutely must focus on the other person instead of yourself. 
You need to focus on their needs, wants, pain points, desires, hopes, and dreams. Persuasion is ultimately about tapping into the desires of others. And persuasion is about enabling both you and them to achieve a desired outcome. Remember, we spend all of our time thinking about ourselves and what we want. We spend hours obsessing over things like our health, love, and financial status. If you want to be persuasive, you have to put yourself in the other person's shoes. You have to see the things through their eyes. What do they want most? What are their deepest desires? What do they fear, love, and dream about? The more you can focus on the other person, the more captivated and easily persuaded they'll be. You can't just immediately start talking about what you want to accomplish. When trying to persuade someone, speak their language, talk directly to their desires and speak clearly about their pain points. Use the words they use. The more you use words and phrases that resonate with them, the more persuasive you'll be. The second one is, is to communicate clearly. Know your argument inside and out and be able to communicate so clearly that a seventh grader can understand what you're talking about. If you can't communicate your argument clearly, you won't be able to persuade other people to your point of view. And if your argument is muddled, convoluted, or confusing, then you will have trouble getting anyone to agree with you. The clearer you are about your argument, the greater your odds of persuasion. For example, let's say you're trying to get a new job that you believe you're the perfect fit for based off your skill set. If you can communicate in a clear, persuasive manner with the interviewer, there's a higher probability that you'll get the job. This implied that if you want to be persuasive, you want to prepare ahead of time. So you need to know what you're going to say, how you're going to say it, and how you're going to appropriately respond to the objections of others. The more prepared you are, the more you're able to communicate in a clear, concise, and compelling manner. On the other hand, if you fail to take the time to prepare, you probably won't be very persuasive. And the third one is to start small. Researchers have demonstrated that if you can get people to agree with you on small things, there's a much higher probability that you'll eventually get them to agree with you on larger issues. You can create a mutual agreement around small points. And if you can do that, then you'll have a better chance of generating a, an agreement around bigger and stickier issues. Instead of going straight for the heart of your argument, start off with statements that you know the other person will agree with. Don't immediately bring up the biggest, most important parts of your argument. Start small. Build up to your main points after you've gotten them to agree with you on the smaller, less significant points. This will allow you to build a foundation of trust and agreement. You also should avoid making controversial statements in the beginning. Even if your controversial statements are important to you, if you don't want to start off, you, you don't want to start off on the wrong foot. You want to begin with a mutual agreement and a mutual understanding. You want people to be nodding their heads right from the very beginning. The fourth one is to be authentic. Two things turn people off like a lack of authenticity. No one likes to feel like they're being put on and no one wants to feel like they're being hoodwinked either. 
We want to know that someone is telling us the truth and is being real with us. There's a reason that used car salesmen have a bad reputation. They don't seem authentic. They seem like they're all they care about is getting you to purchase a car. They don't have a real human concern for your well-being. They just want to make their money and send you on their way. And yes, this may be a stereotype, but stereotypes are often based in truth. The simple truth is that we want others to be authentic and to see the real us. And now more than ever, people can smell fake. They can tell when you're not being yourself, when you're putting on a show, and when all you really care about is winning an argument. When people sense a lack of authenticity, it makes it more difficult to persuade them. They simply won't trust what you're telling them and they won't buy into anything that you're saying. If you wanna persuade people, it's important to be your true authentic self. You need to be the real you and communicate honestly with people. The reality is, is that authenticity is always more persuasive. The more authentic you are, the more honest you communicate, the more persuasive you'll be. Authenticity always wins the day. The fifth one is use reciprocity. Few things are more persuasive and powerful than reciprocity. The reciprocity principle is the idea that if I do something for you, you feel compelled to do something in return for me. A very simple example is when a waiter puts a mint and a personalized thank you note on your check. This small gesture can make a person feel like they should leave a bigger tip for their waiter. I do something for you, you do something for me. You can use this principle of reciprocity to be a more effective, persuasive person. If you can give something of value, there's a greater chance that they'll feel a sense of obligation to you. They'll feel like they should give you something in return. Even something as simple as a compliment can go a long way in terms of getting someone to come over to your side. There's a reason why persuasion is different than manipulation. With persuasion, you're actually seeking to add value to the person that you're trying to persuade. You're not just trying to get what you want from them and send them on their way. The sixth one is use proper patterns of speech. It turns out that there's actually some science behind the stereotype for fast talking salesmen. Researchers have demonstrated that in situations where a person will disagree with you, it's better to talk faster. Why? Speaking gives the other person less time to come up with a counterargument. This, in turn, makes it easier for you to persuade them. To be clear, don't speak so fast that a person has trouble following your argument. You still need to be clear and easily um, be able to communicate your points and to get them to follow you when you're communicating. But if you can add a bit of speed to your argument, you'll have an easier time of persuading the person. On the flip side, if the person is more inclined to agree with you, speak more slowly. Give them time to evaluate what you're saying. Give them the time to process and to see that your argument actually lines up with what they believe. They are already more inclined to agree with you when you give them the time to process your argument. It only increases the odds of you persuading them. So speak faster when argument, when agreement is less likely. 
and speak slowly when they're already somewhat on your side. The seventh one is use scarcity. The simple truth is that people want what they can't have. And if you can create a sense of scarcity around your proposition, there's a much greater chance of you persuading them. So what is scarcity? It puts something in somewhat of a restriction on what you're offering. This restriction often creates a sense of urgency within a person. They feel like they're going to miss out if they don't take action like right away. It creates a sense of fear of missing out or FOMO. The more scarce something is, the more people feel like they want to get in on it. A classic example of scarcity is when Disney said that they're going to put a movie back in the vault. They're saying that if you don't buy this movie immediately, then there's a chance that you won't get it for many more years to come. It won't be available. So what Disney's trying to do is they're trying to create this sense of scarcity. And if they publicize it ahead of time that they're going to put a movie back in a vault, it'll create an urgency for people to go out and buy the movie. And it worked. People went out and they bought the movie. The results spoke for itself. They were afraid that if they don't buy it now, that they won't have another chance. And the fear of missing out drove many thousands of sales for years to come for many of their products. There's numerous ways that you can create scarcity, including limiting how many of something that you're offering, highlighting what a person will be missing out if they don't accept your offer, putting a time limit on when someone can get in on your offer and adding a bonus that they can get only if they act now. The eighth one is to be very confident. Not surprisingly, researchers have shown that people are more are persuaded by the confidence than expertise. In other words, People tend to be more persuaded emotionally than logically. If you come off confident, you'll be more persuasive. On the flip side, you may have all the facts that you need to make your argument and, and to try to get someone to come off on your side. But if you're not confident, then you weren't particularly persuasive. The good news for you is, is that you don't have to be an expert in something in order to be more persuasive. Rather, you simply need to be very confident in your presentation. Be bold when presenting your arguments. Avoid hedging them or qualifying them with phrases like I think or I believe. Don't waffle or go back and forth when presenting your points. Present your argument with 100% confidence. The more confident you are when presenting your argument, the more likely you are to persuade someone. So be bold, enthusiastic, and even if you're not an expert in this particular area, they can see your confidence. The key is that you need to truly believe what you're saying. If you have a strong conviction about a personal or a particular topic, then you can be bold and confident in presenting it. You don't need to have every single fact at your disposal. You simply need to have this conviction regarding the truth in your argument. So be bold, be courageous with your arguments. And even if you don't feel like you're an expert, be confident, bold, and present. The ninth one is paint a vivid picture. When trying to persuade someone, use vivid imagery. Don't simply bombard them with statistics and evidence that your 
argument is the correct one. Rather, appeal to their emotion. Show them how your argument leads to a better outcome for both of you. Paint a vivid emotional picture of the outcome. They say a picture is worth a thousand words. So you can also say that a picture is worth a thousand persuasion points. The truth is that people are less rational than you think. The more they're, they're more driven by their emotions and their subconscious desires. The more you can appeal to someone on an emotional level, the more persuasive you'll be. For example, let's say you're asking your boss for a pay raise. Paint a picture of how a pay raise will help you to be less stressed about money, which in turn will make you a much more productive employee. Don't simply talk about how you deserve a pay raise because of all the work that you put in. Your boss will be much more convinced if you're able to appeal to him on an emotional level. Your overall goal is essentially to paint a picture of a good life for people. You want to show them how the ultimate outcome of your argument is truly good for them. The more you can paint a vivid picture of a good life for them, the greater chance that you will have of persuading them. The tenth one is always consider how your audience process information. Everybody has different learning styles and everybody processes things differently. Some people make quick gut decisions while other people prefer to think things through. Some people are verbal processors while others prefer to let everything stir internally. So it's essential to understand how they process information. If they need time to digest what you're saying, avoid pressuring them to make a decision immediately. Give them time to think, process, and work through any objections that they may have. Lay out your argument, step back, and let them work through the things in their mind. The more you try to press them to make a decision, the more likely they'll push back and won't agree with you. On the other hand, if someone tends to make snap decisions, you have more freedom to press them for a decision in that moment. You know that they're going to make an emotional decision, so urge them um, to decide right then and there at the moment. But the key is to know your audience. If you don't know your audience, you don't know the best way to present your information. You may push for a decision when they really need time to think, or you may wait too long to ask for a decision, and then you miss out on an opportunity to strike when the iron is hot. Know your audience. Knowing how your audience think and how they present, it will give you a great opportunity to know how you can present your information to them in a manner that aligns with how they think and how they process the information. If you do that, you'll have a much better chance of persuading them. The 11th one is to acknowledge and overcome objections. There's no way around the fact that your audience will have objections. No matter how persuasive you are, no matter how well you know your audience, there will always be objections in one form or another. It's just simple human nature. So don't pretend that your audience is stupid either. When you're speaking to a person, they'll inevitably have objections to various things that you say. 
And that's 100% normal. So don't ignore those objections at all. Rather, take the advantage, take advantage of them. Use them to increase your overall persuasiveness. So instead of skirting around a person's objections, speak directly to them. When you speak directly to a person's objections, it adds a more authentic human element to your presentation. It shows them that you understand their objections, that you sympathize with them, and that you want to help them overcome them. The more you're willing to speak about objections within reason, the more you're able to resonate with your audience. When your audience knows that, you're, that you understand their objections, they're much more likely to be persuaded by them. They feel like you understand their pain points and you have a solution for them. The contrast to this is with someone who simply plows ahead within their argument, you never stop to acknowledge the questions or the challenges a person may have. If you never speak to the objections of your audience, they feel like you don't really understand them, like you don't get them. And they'll be less likely to buy into anything that you're saying. The 12th one is speak in positives. Generally speaking, people don't respond well to negative speech. And if you're speaking about change, it's easily to unintentionally speak in negative terms instead of positive. We can frame things in a negative light rather than highlighting all of the positives in our argument. It's much more persuasive to use positive language than negative. The more positive you are, the more likely you are to win someone over to your side in the argument. For example, if you speak, if you're saying you'll be less tired, which is a negative statement, say you'll be full of energy. So instead of saying, you'll stop being underpaid. Say, you'll finally be getting paid what you're truly worth. Do you see the difference in how those options are framed? The first option put things in a negative light. They paint a negative picture and portray things as being less bad. The second option frame things in a positive light and portray things as becoming so much better. The simple truth is that positive language tends to be more persuasive than negative scare tactics. Why? It's because people don't like to feel like they're being bullied or guilted into change. No one feels like, no one likes to be persuaded into making a decision. If you, but if you paint a positive image and a positive light to things, then it can change how they feel about it. But if you paint things in a very negative light, People feel like you're trying to pressure them. In some ways, this goes back to being able to paint a vivid picture of a good life. So speaking positive and help people envision how wonderful their lives will be when they embrace your solution. Help them to see that not only your solution can eliminate the negative, that they're facing, but it can also bring a larger amount of positive things into their lives. The 13th month is to match their body image, match the language, the body language of the person that you're speaking with. When we speak, we don't just use words. We also communicate volumes of information through the body language that we use. In fact, you can say that body language is just as important as the verbal language. 
one simply yet highly persuasive method of communicating is to mirror the body language of the person that you're speaking with. In other words, try to generally use the same type of body language and voice that the other person is trying to persuade. Obviously, you don't want to exactly mimic the other person. You want to generally mirror back the body language that they're using. So for example, if they're using hand gestures, then use hand gestures yourself. If they sit up straight, try to match their posture. Attempt them to match your voice. Attempt to match your voice with theirs as well as their speaking speed. This may seem a bit odd, but it's simply a way of building rapport with a person. By mirroring a person's body language, you show that you are actively paying attention to them and you wanna communicate with them in a manner that's meaningful. The 14th one is notice what matters most to them. As you speak to a person, listen carefully to what they're saying and take notice of what's most important to them. What words or phrases do they repeatedly use? What subject come up again and again? Are there certain pain points or struggles that they're regularly speaking about? These are things that you can tell that is something important to them. It's very important to them if they keep saying it over and over and over again. So once you identify the words and phrases a person repeatedly uses, speak to those same words and phrases. Use it back to them in conversations. So for example, if you're speaking with your spouse and they continuously use the phrase or words, quality time, use those same words yourself. Talk about how you want to spend more quality time with them. This, may, this makes them feel like you understand what they're saying and you're working towards a positive solution that makes the both of you happy. Remember, ultimately persuasion is about creating a win-win scenario for both you and the person that you're trying to persuade. By speaking the same words back to the person, you show that you're actively listening and that you truly understand what they're trying to say. You demonstrate that you're actually listening and not just wanting to make your own points. This enables you to build a strong rapport with the person, which in turn make you more persuasive. The 15th point is to demonstrate your authority. People tend to respond to authority and expertise. If someone is a proven expert in a field, we're more likely to trust them and trust what they're saying and to be persuaded by their argument. So if you're an expert or have expertise or have authority in a matter, then show it off. No, you're not bragging or boasting. You're simply telling people that you're qualified to speak about a particular subject. You're showing people that you are trustworthy and that they should listen to your arguments. So some ways that you can show off your expertise is to hang a diploma on the wall if you have it. If you want any awards, put it in your bio. If you've been published or featured anywhere, show it off. You know, if you have years of experience in a certain field, let everyone know. When you combine confidence, expertise in this, in this equation, you're gonna be more persuasive. So confidence plus expertise equals persuasion. The more you show off and demonstrate your expertise, 
the more likely you are to persuade someone to your point. The 16th one is to be right. Yes, it is important to be persuasive and frame your message the proper way and focus on the positives and create scarcity. Yes, you should be confident and demonstrate your expertise in a given subject. And you should try to um, mimic the, the person's body language and their speech pattern. But ultimately, persuasion goes beyond these things. In the end, you need to be right. Otherwise, you're simply trying to persuade someone to believe something that's fundamentally false. It's much more difficult to be persuaded if you don't truly believe what you're saying. If you know what you're saying and what you're trying to communicate is a lie, it's much more difficult to be confident. You need to be absolutely confident in what you're saying. When you're convincing, um, when you're convinced that your argument is correct, it is so much easier for you to be confident in your presentation, your delivery, and also communicating your facts. So do the work of making sure that what you're saying is sound, you believe in it, is true, the conclusions are accurate, and your points are logical. Don't be sloppy when putting together your thoughts and your arguments. And avoid trying to cut corners as you anticipate objections. People can tell when you haven't put in the work, and they can detect when you don't truly believe what you're saying. So when all is said and done, you ultimately want your argument to be correct. So we have covered a lot of stuff in this little presentation about the power of persuasion. And obviously you don't have to implement, like, uh, implement all of these things all at once, but each of these principles on its own is very powerful. The more you can stack them on top of each other, the more persuasive you'll be. Persuasion is an incredibly powerful thing. And if you can master the art of persuasion, you have the ability to live a happier, healthier, more fulfilled life. If one of the things you can implement in this whole presentation, trust me, it will help you out a great deal in life. Yes, learning to be more persuasive does take some work. It takes some work to listen carefully um, and to carefully listen to what a person is saying to try to understand what they're saying and what they truly want. And it takes work to master your argument and to be able to communicate them. And it takes work to acknowledge and overcome obstacles, but ultimately it is very worth it. It is worth it to be able to have the skill to persuade people, to get people on your side. And there's very few things that are more powerful than, being, than having the ability to persuade people and to get your argument across. So I'm gonna give you some next steps that you can take. So you can book a free consultation with me and then what we can do is we can work on your powers of persuasion. We can work on your confidence. Um, and with this free consultation, it is absolutely free. You can book with me. You can either click the link below or you can um, check out my bio. And then from there, you can book a free consultation. So don't wait any longer to grow your ability to be able to persuade people. And trust me, 
having this power of persuasion can absolutely change your entire life. Thank you for joining. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of this presentation. Again, you can contact me if you need help with becoming more persuasive. If you need help with learning the next steps that you can take to build your confidence and increase your ability to be more persuasive. Okay, thank you. Thank you for hanging out with me. And if you like what you were hearing and you want to continue to hear more inspirational and motivational coaching tips that's designed specifically to help you to obtain unshakable self-confidence, then be sure to subscribe. Also on capriciously.com, that's C-A-P-R-I-C-I-O-U-S-L-E-E.com, we have a number of courses and a membership program that is designed specifically to help you to master the art of being truly authentic to yourself and to have that unshakable self-confidence that you deserve. Also there, you can book your free consultation if you're interested in having me as your personal confidence coach. I'm excited. I hope you're excited. Go ahead. What are you waiting for? Check out capriciously.com and see how we can help you to get that unshakable confidence that you deserve.